right, what is going on? I am your host, RS Plaza. I am super excited for my guest today. Great friend of mine, man, Zach Blesnick. And I'll tell the story, but what's going on, Zach? How you doing today, man? What up, Brian, man? It's uh, it's good to be here on the show, man. I know, you, uh, I know you've been trying to lock me down, but uh, appreciate it. Appreciate the opportunity. What you're doing is is freaking awesome, and it's a it's a privilege to be here today. Nice, brother. And I'm humbled, man. And I know we have a lot of conversations offline. I know a lot of people see me with you, and they always ask, "Who's that guy, man? Who you with this weekend?" But a cool story about Zach, and I'll get into story mode early on. Do you remember the first time we met, Zach? I don't. All right. So <laughs> fun time about the first time it was at Andy Tran's house. Mm-hmm. Andy's been on the podcast. And um, it's funny because at the time I had just moved to Orlando, right? And I was like two weeks from living in Orlando and somebody invites me to a mastermind session. And at the time, I have no clue what a mastermind session is, but I was bored out of my mind. I had no friends in Orlando and I'm like, I'm there. It was five minutes from my house. And I walk into this room of people. You see a whole bunch of Asian people in the room and you just see this one white dude. Later, <laughs> I find out that he's Jewish. And then later, well, you always got to bring my Jewishness I, I, into the conversation. Dude, I love it, man. I love, <laughs> you know why I love it? Because like, there's this like, it is funny. We'll, we'll jump on this topic a little bit, but like, you know, Jewish people have this, like, there's like this, this stigma with Jewish people, but it's like a good stigma, right? It's like, you got a Jewish friend. He's your rich friend. He's like, you're this. Now you're definitely like the hustler in the group. Um, I don't think it's because you're Jew. I just think that's it's because of who you are. But why do you think that, man? Like, why do you think that, you know, that Jewish people have this like, reputation of just like money like you think jewish you think of money uh i i think that a lot of people in our culture just have like you know businesses and their entrepreneurial mindset um i mean you know we're i know we're not really jumping in the story quite yet but like just to give you a perfect example on my mother's side of my family my grandfather as a was a founding partner of a major uh, accounting firm in new jersey my father was a business owner, more blue collar business owner, like, you know, not your traditional entrepreneur, but like, you know, he owned a convenience store and his dad owned a convenience store. And then my grandfather's dad owned a butcher shop in Newark, New Jersey. So it was kind of like in our blood. And from what I see, just like not going into a huge, you know, ordeal about that, I kind of see that most of them are entrepreneurs. So they kind of just get that that stigma. Yeah. So it, it is almost like I, I say, like, especially now you're elaborating on it. It's almost like that's the culture, right? Like that's the culture that you were bred into. Yeah. So you just kept going. Right. Yeah. I mean, if I were to look at some of my, um, you know, some of my relatives and stuff, even outside of my immediate family, a lot of them are, are, are business owners themselves as well, or if they've owned a business at some point in time. So it definitely could be culturally related. Yeah, it's a product of your environment, right? Mm-hmm. Like you're around it enough and it's like, all right, that's that's is what you're exposed to. Almost. Yeah. I, I think that, you know, back from way back in, in the Jewish religion with, you know, them basically being persecuted and everything, it's almost like, you know, that culture has to prove something. And the way you prove something, you know, in our day and age is through hard work and success. And obviously owning your own business allows you to kind of create that environment and that outcome for you. Nice. That's dope. Well, let's take a step back, Zach. Zach Blesnick. Give us your, your, your elevator speech, man. Who is Zach Blesnick? We talk about business. Who, what do you do, man? Let's. Well, first off, before I get into that, you said the first time you met me, but I'll tell you offline. Somebody told me not to be hanging out with you, Ryan Plaza. That was years ago. That's funny. And, That's and funny. I decided to, not listen to their advice and listen where, where we're at today. That was actually pretty funny. But uh, Zach Blessing, man. Well, currently I'm in uh, real estate on the mortgage side. I'm the vice president of sales and marketing for Home First Lending. We're a local 
uh, mortgage brokerage and lender here in Central Florida. Uh, we've been in business for over 13 years and uh, we've got about 10 different offices concentrated throughout the southeast of the U.S. So we're uh, licensed to have a couple offices in a few different states. And we actually just most recently expanded and opened up an office this last month in North Carolina. Nice, nice. North Carolina, man, that's big. Going into new territory. Yep. Expanding. That's awesome. Well, hey, man, I'm glad that you uh, didn't take the advice and hung out with me. I did have the bad boy rap in school, high school, growing up. I know it was somebody affiliated that, that I was growing up with. But, hey, look, man, where you start is not where you finish. Exactly. And now we've been great friends for what, man, almost 10 years now. It's it's been a while, man. It's yeah. been a great journey to see uh, see us and really our crew and our friends where where they've been. Yeah, when when um when I talk about a mastermind and anytime that you hear me talk about a mastermind, you know Zach is one of the guys that's in it. You see him, you know, doing a lot of stuff with me. So it's cool, man. We definitely have been able to you know create something amazing, which is our mastermind and and, and really you know develop friendships and opportunities and all of that good stuff. So Zach, let's jump right in. You say you're the VP of sales. What is your like, you know, what does sales mean to you? And what is like, what is your approach in sales? I think that, you know, we look at sales like this daunting task. Mm -hmm. Like what, what about sales do you, excites you? Yeah. I mean, sales to me is just getting wildly curious about your prospects. So asking a ton of questions and building a relationship through it. I think that professionals in general tend to um, complicate sales because what we teach our team is to ask questions and think of things that our prospects are thinking and want to ask you, but might not actually do. So I think that a majority of salespeople have a stigma of what sales is, and that's shoving things down people's throats or thoughts, ideas of of what a consumer actually wants, opposed to just asking questions and getting curious, like I just mentioned, of like figuring out what they want. Like if you just ask a customer, so what are you looking for? Uh you know, you can alter basically what it is that you're offering to what their needs are. And, and people just overcomplicate that concept. And at the end of the day, it's just it's just telling a story to a client, hearing what their story is and offering them based on their needs. I mean, in our business, you know, we try to go into a whole spiel about different things. In reality, everybody's looking for something different. Uh, you know, people don't even ask. I, I, I look at prospects or, you know, people sales in my industry and when they're talking to a client, they don't even start off their conversation with saying, so may I ask you why you decided to buy? Like, you got to set that framework there. So again, people overcomplicate sales. It doesn't have to be that hard. Now, that doesn't go without saying that you shouldn't, you know, hone in on your craft and figure out ways to uh, do rebuttals and stuff like that. Like, don't get me wrong, where I am today was nowhere where I used to be. But it starts first with the desire to want to learn and, and, and build on something, but also just to really have fun with it yeah, and, yeah. and become a people person. Nice. And, and I think that's the main component, right? We look at sales like this daunting task when if you just one listen, you know, like they say, you have two ears, one mouth, you yep. know, you should listen a little bit more. Two is have fun with it. Right. And, and I think when you're having fun and you're learning about your customer and you're building relationships and you're being genuine about it, that you win. And I think that's something that, Zach, you've been able to do yeah. over the years. And I've seen you grow. You share it. When I remember when I first went into your office. You know, this is kind of dope that we're actually in your office doing it. But I remember the first time I went to your office, um, the little <laughs> office out in Avalon Park, and you were sharing a room with, I, I believe, like two other people. I seen Ed yeah. in the hallway. Yeah. Um, actually, in one of my Avalon offices, I was in a, a dressing room. And, and that's the that's actually a big lesson to take away is like in sales and as you're on the come up building your organization, you can never put yourself above anybody within your organization. I don't care if it's an admin, a janitor or 
really anybody. You have to put yourself in that position and and look at really, you know, like just just like I wasn't afraid to be in a freaking closet. You know, literally it was a changing room because if my one of my processors needed to be in a bigger office because they needed more space, I wanted to make sure they were comfortable. So always put people first. Um and and just put yourself in their shoes they see if you're willing to do the work see the one thing about my leadership style that i've recognized is i'm not the guy with all you know the fancy words and the extensive vocabulary and be able to say all these philosophical you know motivational things but i motivate and i lead by by example so i you know i think it's important for leaders who maybe are hitting a roadblock like what why why are my people not following me look back and say Am I doing those activities that I'm requesting other people to mm, do? That's good. That's good. And, and, and it's true because when I walked in, you know, where did I find you? I found you at a desk, you know, with all, you know, 15, whatever employees out in the field. You were literally out in the trenches. And I and I, I agree. I think that's something that I've been able to see from you consistently. And you're one of my friends that I, I draw probably the most inspiration from is because you're down to get dirty. You're down to yeah. lift up your sleeves and, and, and work. Now, I want to dive into that. Like one of the things that I really admire about you is like your hustle. Mm -hmm. Right. And I have a few people like close friends of mine that work for you as well. And like they, they describe you as a machine. Right. Mm -hmm. They're like, oh, I'm like, oh, what Zach? They're like, yeah, but Zach's a machine. Like, right. how do you how did you create that? Like that 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 drive and hustle to work? Like, where do you get that from? That's a, that's mm -hmm. such a great question. Um, well, number one, uh, I. I don't know if I have a chip on my shoulder or or what it is, but uh, number one, I'm extremely competitive. That's just how I am. I just want to win, you know, and, and, and it comes down to really being as simple as that. Uh, I guess also some of my life experiences have kind of shaped me that way. Uh, I know we talked about it a little bit before, but, you know, success didn't come easy. You know, I felt like I had a tremendous weight on my shoulders to perform, you know, with me saying earlier, like, oh, you know, my dad owned a business. My my grandfather owned a business. Like, I remember when I was a little kid, like I have these vivid memories when before I would uh, like my grandparents, they would take me uh, before school shopping, you know, before yeah, the school yeah. starts. and like they were able to provide an experience like, OK, you could, you know, you could have, you know, basically whatever you want. And then. We would walk out of the mall parking lot and we would get in his Jag. And I saw that. And I was like, and and some of our, you know, other family has been very successful. So there was almost like a major weight on my shoulders to perform. And then thankfully, I had my dad's side who was like, you can't have anything unless you actually work for it. So like if I wanted, I remember I used to be into aggressive inline skating. Remember those days where you kind of like grind with rollerblades? Yeah, like in the, like, yeah, yeah, the little middle piece <laughs> yeah, and stuff. And, and do all that stuff. Like I was like, dad, I want, you know, those pair of rollerblades. Like how much are they? I'm like, oh, it's 300 bucks. He's like, okay, I'll help you. But you got to work, you know, for half That's of good. them and I'll pay, pay the other half. So that kind of that kind of like starts shaping my my framework of needing to work. But again, I think it came with tremendous pressure to perform and also getting kind of a taste of the finer things early mm. in life. Like we all like nice things. Right. But it's like those things, they come, come with a point. price. Yeah. And unfortunately I paid the ultimate price because, you know, like I got in it in the professional world I started making some money. And then, you know, I got a, I, I got a major wake up call one day uh, as far as like, you know, financial crisis, because, you know, it was all about 
you know, 10 years ago, how much could I spend now, how much I could save. And, you know, I'm thankful to have learned some of those lessons, you know, earlier on. Nice, man. That's that, that's amazing. And I, I agree 100 percent. And it's funny. It makes me think of nice to spend summers in Puerto Rico. And my dad used to make me paint, mm-hmm. you know, and it was like almost like a thing. Like I, I would hang out with him. Like he, he owned a company and that was my way of hanging out with him was to work. But, you know, it also taught me like early on, like you have to work for the things that you want. Yeah. And, and, and that molded me. Like, now you talked about some of your hardships and, and, and I love your hustle. And that's like one of the main things I love about you, but I also like your resilience. Like yeah. I've just seen you over the years, just push through, push through, push through. And even now you're at, you're at a, a bigger level and there's things that you're facing behind the scenes with, with business and stuff. And I just see you push through. I love mm-hmm. your mindset. So like, you know, you've been bankrupt before. Mm-hmm. How, what age was that at? I went bankrupt at 21 years old, 20. gave back a house. So how hold on, hold on. Let's, let's slow it down yeah. at 21 years old. Like yeah. at most, most people at 21 year old, you're like, you're just, you're just being able to drink. You just like, you have enough money just to get into the bar. Like yeah. how are you have enough money to even buy things so that to even get like bankrupt before it closed down? Let's talk about that. Like, <laughs> so uh, what were you doing at the time? Like, what was your yeah, professional? So, so, so basically, um, I, I, my professional career, like, I guess you could say like le- kind of legit professional careers. I work for corporate America. I actually work for uh, a cell phone carrier and uh, I quickly became one of the top sales reps in the area. But like most corporate jobs in corporate America, uh, they started making cuts. So I was actually going to UCF as a student running or, or going to work and I was making part time 30 hours a week at most like around seven thousand uh, dollars so as a 18 19 year old kid making seven grand you're like balling out of control yeah, you're yeah. like oh my god and again my mindset then was like okay i have a house how much is the mortgage payment all right twenty five hundred dollars okay i have a car how much is that five hundred dollars um okay uh utilities and everything thousand dollars okay so i'm up to four thousand um let's just say i'm making five thousand i'm like okay i have a thousand dollars to spend so it's like all right i can go buy this pair of shoes i could do this i could do that and it wasn't even like Oh wait, I gotta save money. I didn't have that. I didn't have the maturity at the time because I was just like, oh yeah, I'm making money. I'm always gonna make money. Like that's just me. Nothing could ever happen to me. So I was super cocky. I was arrogant, and I just thought I was untouchable. And sure enough, you know, corporate America comes around. They're like, oh no, we don't need freaking a 20 year old kid making this kind of money. Which led me to ultimately leave that world, jump into mortgages. So I jumped into mortgages March 15th of 2007. Um, I actually went and worked for a local brokerage uh, now out of business like most of them um, over there on Park Avenue. And it was a family who all did really well in the in the mortgage game. They kind of opened up a shop and they told all their friends like, oh, come work here. You're going to make tons and tons of money because they're all making tons of money. Like, forget working for a company. Let's do it ourselves. You know, I got in in May. I made 17 grand. You know, as a 20 year old kid, 17 grand. Mm. You give a kid 17 grand. Oh, man. Like. The Amex that they gave me, like, 10 grand limit. This Chase card, 7 grand limit. Like, you know, my credit was great then, but it was like, okay, spend, spend, spend. Eventually couldn't keep up with it. Mortgage business crashed. Most people know it was the subprime days. And I was stuck with a pile of debt and a decision that I had to make. So is this is this around, like, that 08, 09 mortgage crash, real yeah. estate crash era? So I wanted to invest and I convinced my dad, I was like, dad, they're building some new homes in Orlando. 
uh, new construction. We could buy a townhouse for two hundred forty-five thousand. We're the second building in the phase. You know, they're they're building fifty phases. You know, fifty townhomes or, or fifty buildings. We're the second building. Like, let's get in. Let's get in. So he put twenty percent down. Had some money that he saved from uh, when he sold his house in New Jersey. And I actually remember. Um, Second bad mistake I probably made besides buying the house, but nobody knew it was going to happen in the real estate market. I certainly didn't know at 20 years old. I was like, Dad, I want to get a car. He's like, what kind? I said, a BMW. He said, son, you're not buying a BMW if my name is still on the house. So this is how crazy, like this is how deep I was where I was like, all right, no problem. Called up a bank. That at the time they were offering 100% financing. Lord. I remember signing and off of I-4 across from Millennium Mall, there's some of those buildings. I still remember the day I got this mortgage. It was an interest only 7%. Um, and I was pulling out 100% of the equity because, my, you know, you talked about determination, right? Yeah, yeah. I was determined <laughs> to get that BMW. And, everything. and the funny thing is I was dating some girl at the time, just, you know, like yeah, a little yeah, fling. Yeah, yeah. And I brought her to the closing and I thought I was so cool. And I'm like, I'm like, bread. yeah, I'm like, you know, I'm getting, I'm, you know, this, I'm financing. This is my house. You know, I'm going to get this money to get a car. And I thought I was the coolest dude. But in reality, it was like I was just putting myself into more and more debt and making more and more bad decisions. So, uh yeah, got the money out, thankfully, um, to be able to give back to my father because unfortunately he got very sick and passed away and he really needed that money. So I'm forever grateful for those opportunities. But um, yeah, one day I actually just turned on Susie Orman. Uh, do you know who Susie yeah, yeah, Orman yeah, is? No. And I remember the day very clearly. I was in my bedroom was in like this townhouse. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I was in my bedroom in, in my house. I was folding some laundry. Um, Nadine, my wife, now she say that's not true. You mm. had a pile of laundry, you never folded anything. But I was folding laundry <laughs> and I turn on the TV. I see Susie Orman. She's interviewing two couples and one of them's like, you know, this is kind of sort of near the financial crisis. And one couple's like, um, so, you know, Susie, we want to retire early, but our 401k is taking a big hit. And she's like, she's like, you know, you guys have done all the right things. You know, I know you wanted to purchase this RV and you guys have made all the right decisions. Like, it's OK. You can still retire. And then this other person came on the show and she's like, Susie, I don't know what to do. We're trying to keep our house. We worked our whole life for this. And long story short, they said something that's resonated, stuck with me till this time, which made me have the decision I have. She's like, you know, we're paying our loan, our house with credit cards. So they were paying their mortgage payment. They were paying debt with debt. And wow, I looked at wow. my situation and I was like, dude, what are you doing? Because you know what they said? But Susie, you don't understand. It's the American dream. Mm, We're supposed good. to own a home. And I looked at it, I said, is the American dream paying debt with debt? No, that's mm. that's that's insanity. Yeah, yeah. I said, I'm not going to be that insane person. You know, they say definition of insanity mm, is doing the same, same thing, thing over and over, expecting a different result. So I, I literally called a couple people that I trusted at the time. I was like, look, I'm 21 years old. I'm not going to live this life. You know, I'm going to file bankruptcy. I had a $40,000 car at the time that I also didn't bother. Filed bankruptcy, gave back a car, gave back my house all within the six-month period. Wow, at 21 years at old. At 21 years old, and I didn't look back. I said, I'm never going to make that mistake again. So, you know, my my advice for the audience who's listening is, like, like don't put anything above, uh, like, your you know, like your credit, your financial status. Like, don't make those decisions to impress other people because at the end of the day, like, you're going to be suffering the consequences. Like it doesn't matter how, you know, how fancy the car is you're driving or the apartment or the house that you live in. If you got no money in the bank and you're broke, it, it, it doesn't matter, man. And people are going to see through that eventually. Like 
it's got to be the game of how much you could save, not how much you could spend. And then once you build something up, like I had before I bought my first investment property, Ryan, like I was like, I'm going to save X amount of dollars before I buy my first investment property because I wanted to set those standards for myself to make sure I wouldn't get back there. And it's hard, you know, when you're making money, you know, we're around a lot of people who make money. Yeah. The days of Instagram with all these cars and watches and trips and all this stuff is like, you got to, dude, you got to like, get lost in the sauce. Yeah, you got to stay super grounded and like, be like, nah, that's you like, you look at most of those people that are driving those Lambos and all that stuff, man, they're broke. It's yeah, just like yeah. they're just showboating. And that that's not the life that I, I want to live. Like you could have nice things, but you got to work hard for it. I agree. I agree. And, I, and that's one thing I always like talking to you is is about money. Right. Because, you know, you 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 have a lot of um, nice things and, and you do certain things. But I, I, I'm close enough to see that you do it the right way, right? Yeah. Like I, we're friends enough to where we're candid and we're open and we talk and you're telling me about savings and you're telling me about putting this much up before you make any moves. Mm-hmm. So I really congratulate you on that, that you learned so early. So Zach, with, with New Rich, New Rich to me is is a mindset thing, yeah. right? Like change the way you look at things and the things that you look at are going to change. So you, you're 21, you you decided to go bankrupt, you made that decision. Now, what mindset did it take you to come back from that? Because, you know, a lot of people will get lost and, and the, you know, and depressed and this and that. Yeah. Like what mindset did it take for you to get out of that rut and, and be where you're at now? My biggest inspiration was the people that helped me through the time. So my grandfather, my father, um, you know, all of which were very successful as far as financially, like, you know, they they had their lives together and they were lending me a lot of money to stay afloat, like to pay my rent and do different things. So I made them a promise and a commitment that I was going to pay them back. That was one of the biggest things that fueled me is like, I don't want to be seen as like, you know, the person where they gave me all this advice, like saying, don't do this, don't do this. I went against it. And then finally, when it caught up to me, you know, like you always want to learn yourself, right? Yeah, yeah, you always yeah. can make those mistakes. But at the end of the day, like I didn't want to leave that impression on my family, the people who believed in me most. I I'm, I wanted to make them proud. Like I just wanted I, I I probably also just wanted to be accepted. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and and again, you know, I told you earlier that I was, you know, privy to some of the, the things in, in, in life where I was just like, look. I want to be able to have experiences. You know, it's not about the money. Like we talk about the money, right? But it's about the experience and the things that happen. I started following some individuals and some different businesses that I was put in. Remember prepaid legal days, yeah, right? Yeah. And there was this guy, Darnell Self. Do you remember that guy? Uh-uh. He was, do you remember like the Mike Humes, Darnell? They were the guys who were like the mailman working at the mall. And their story was rags to riches. Anyways, Darnell said something on stage one day. He goes, you know, there's a different feeling in the morning when you wake up and all your bills are paid and who you can bless from there. Mm. And that's kind of my mantra and what I live by. Like, you know, we went to Miami for one of our friends bachelor parties and like, you know, we rented some cool cars and did some different stuff. Like I didn't do that for me. I did that for you and Mm -hmm. them because like the feeling that I get when I'm able to do those types of things that people can experience stuff that I'm privileged enough to experience that they might not like, I want like going to the top, Number one is already a lonely journey. Yeah. So I'm not afraid to try to bring people in on that that success. And hopefully that'll inspire others. So the matter of just, you know, like just wanting to make it and experience those things in life, because unfortunately, yeah, money isn't everything. And 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 they say, oh, money is the root of all evil. Money doesn't buy happiness. And like, you know, I believe in all those things. I was a general happy person. But, you know, uh, success is looked at many different ways. But the level of success that we're talking about here on this podcast today, like, just to be able to experience things, you need to have resources to be able to do that. And as long as you're doing good with it, 
I believe there's nothing wrong with 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 caring about that. Like there's nothing wrong with being successful. I think people are scared to talk about money. They're scared to talk about success because of what they they believe people think of them. Like, oh, you all you want to do is make money. Like that's just a hater, yeah, right? Yeah, like yeah. they just don't want to see you successful because they don't know. They haven't grasped that concept. So um, just I don't know, man. It's just something. It's just something inside. It's like, you know, when you're in the gym and, and you're on rep number nine and you got to get to 10 and, and push and pass that pain point, man, like that's how I live my life is, you know, when a call comes in, I could either make a decision not to pick it up. You know, it's funny in our sales meeting today, we had a slide, you know, wrong direction, right direction. And every day you're you're, you're faced with, are you going to go in this direction or that direction? Are you going to listen to the angel on your shoulder or the devil on your shoulder? And like, you know, life is just about making decisions. And I've just made certain decisions that um, you know, propelled me in a different direction, but it's all about the slight edge. Like it, it doesn't happen overnight, man. Like I've got my teeth kicked in for many, 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 many years. And it's just a matter of just staying the course and be like, I don't care what everybody else thinks. I'm going to do this to make myself and, and, and my family happy because at the end of the day, that's who matters most. I agree. Wow, man. You dropped a lot of, lot of gems there. I love it. I love it. You touched on something, you know, you said, you know, it was a pain point, right? Mm-hmm. So how do you deal with pain? Like I know early on, you know, you lost your dad and, and being your friend, I know how important that is to you. Mm-hmm. And, and I think as, and I want to kind of shift and go down this lane. I think as guys, especially hungry individuals, we don't, we don't talk about how important our dad is. Yeah. And, and I, I know like my dad wasn't always around and, and that shaped me in a certain way mm-hmm. and that molded me in a certain way and it created certain pain. Now you had your dad throughout your life and then yeah, he passes away. Time. Yeah. You know, he, like that was your hero and then he passes on early on in your journey. So he didn't even get to see certain successes. Yeah, how think- did you deal with that pain, man? Like talk about that. Um, so, how old were you when you passed away? Uh, so it was like almost 10 years ago. So I was like 22. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So like he, I, I think he like saw me go bankrupt. <laughs> that, was like, that was that was his last, you know, last living things. I was seeing his son go bankrupt. Nah, but me and my dad were very close. Uh, to deal with the pain, uh, number one, hold, hold, hold on real quick. Yeah. So, so you're bankrupt. Dad passes away. Like so much Dude, my dad it. used to literally be like, go back to work like and that's actually one of the hardest things that i deal with to this day is that i didn't spend enough time with him Mm. and and i don't want to say like i regret it because you know you shouldn't live with regrets but you know if somebody that's listening to this is going through a hard time and their family's sick like money can't fix your health bro like yeah that 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 shit sucks like you know i remember sitting on the back porch in my dad's house and you know, after you he's knew, gone? No, 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 no. Oh, like oh. while he was still living, you know, like you, you knew he didn't have much time left. And he'd be like, he, he knew he saw the vision. Okay. All and right, that's the greatest blessing that he gave me. He saw the vision. He saw what I wanted to do. He knew I wanted to make something of myself. And he's like, Zach, go. Like, I'll be okay. Dang. You know, even in his hardest times, he still, you could take a lot from that. Like, like he, he basically is just like, no, like, you need like he passed the torch on he's like you know go build the legacy but looking back man like uh, you know that's that's yeah, like, that's a just, rough just, just, just that's a rough thing bro because it, you it can't you you know you could always make more money but you can't make more time so don't get caught up in this you know conversation we're having about money 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 because it, it ain't about that bro 100 like, percent, and that's, and that's just one component and, and that's what honestly that's what new rich is to me because when i 
you know, I grew up, you know, like not super poor, but we lived in Section 8. You know, we did the food stamps, the whole nine yards. So I was able to see certain things. So for me on my journey, when I first started getting around money and, and shout out to Mr. G, first millionaire that I really mm-hmm. got to spend time with. Now, I thought that money fixed everything. And then when I got around Mr. G and I seen that, you know, his wife had passed away, yeah. they killed his son. And I'm like, yo, hold on. Like this dude has the most money that I could even fathom of, but he's not always happy. And that's what new rich was to me. It's like if I'm rich with happiness, I'm yeah. rich with energy, all that other stuff is going to come. Yeah, I'm glad we're 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 giving out the right message because that's that's what is true. But um, now, yeah. now, 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 mental health, you know, and this is something that I want to use my platform to talk about. And I, and I touched on it in a few other episodes. But as men, right, yeah. we're not having and I think we've been able to create this in the last six months into a year and we've been friends for 10 years yeah. right and we've been able to get to this point now where i could call you up and be like yo zach i'm going through something yeah or you'd be like hey i'm going through this and we could have that open conversation how were you how do you deal with things mentally like you know you, you have so much losses you know you're running hundreds of thousand dollars through your business and, and ups and downs like how are you taking care of your mental health therapy <laughs> are you going to therapy honestly bro like uh not right now but i have yeah, yeah, like, yeah. talk about you know, that, recognizing man. that that's like that's okay you know just having to go speak with a third party um you know i started going to therapy so we haven't talked about my wife much so if she listens mm-hmm. to this i gotta make sure i plug mm-hmm. her in there because she she is a huge proponent in fact shout uh, out she yeah shout out to nadine in fact she she's been with me from from day one uh when after I filed bankruptcy, I was driving a, a, a Jeep. Uh, and uh, I remember when I bought my second BMW for the first time and I rolled up to to visit her. She goes, that ain't your car. I said, it's my car, babe. <laughs> well, we weren't. She was my babe at the time. But I was like, yeah, this is my car. Look at the registration. My name's on it. <laughs> yeah, but so shout out to her for sticking this journey, bro, because that, that ain't easy. But um you know, as a as a newer uh, married couple, I mean, we're five years in now, but there was times where we had difficulties, you know, because, you know, my my priority to the business, um, you know, definitely took over sometimes. And I, I had to learn how to deal with both of that and give what my family needs at home and give, you know, what I what I need to the business, which, you know, fuels a lot of the things at home. And, um, you know, I said, babe, let you know, let's go to therapy just to like talk about things and, and figure this out. You know, it's just like reading a book in personal development. Like you don't need to figure out everything on your own. I think that's the biggest yeah, takeaway. Yeah, like, there are people out there who are trained professionals that can help you think a different way. It's no different than going to a, a motivational conference and here you've heard the same things before, but that motivational speaker says something slightly different. And it puts you in a different frame of mind. So uh, at first I started going um, to therapy, like with my wife, just to better our marriage and make sure that we we're on the same page. And then I actually just started going on my own. That's good. Um, that's good. And, you know, I, I encourage anybody to do it. Like you shouldn't be ashamed to like go to therapy, you talk and like, you know, make sure, you know, you're, you're doing things right. And, and that, uh, you know, so I just, I just went, man. And that's it. No, that's dope. And, and, and it's funny because, you know, about like six months ago, I would say I finally got to that point, you know, cause as a minority and a lot of uh, followers and stuff are minority and, you know, you grow up and it's like, 
Oh, like in my community, you know, you say you're going to a therapist or anything like that. And it's like all of a sudden you're crazy. Like, yeah, oh, you're yeah. crazy. You got issues, especially Hispanic, you know, black, like, oh, this, this, this and that. So it's almost a stigma of it. Right. But now, like being in the professional realm and, and being like exposed to certain things, I'm like, hey, you know. Bro, I bet you some of the most successful people on the planet, the majority of them see therapists or something on a regular basis i mean like i don't know if you've ever even seen the show billions uh, i've watched clips of it. i know that's Yo, one so of like favorites. you got the like the they've got like an in-house therapist wendy you know like top performers like they need to be able to go in and like pour stuff out of their mindset so that they can go back into the field and perform again like it's perfectly fine oh yeah like Charlemagne the god he's on the breakfast club i don't know if you listen to the breakfast no. club but um you know it's it's the biggest morning show in the United States right now. And I watch almost every episode because I'm into podcasts and, yeah. you know, I study Charlemagne and Charlemagne always talks about it. He's like, I go every day. I mean, <laughs> not every day, every Friday he goes and sees his therapist. Yeah. And, and I like that, you know, and I haven't gone yet, but it's definitely on my list. I've, I've put some feelers out there uh, um, to go because, you know, we talk about success and we talk about this journey, um, you know, so I'm definitely, I, I, I agree with it. Now let's pivot. We should show up like a couple like we did at the uh, at Del Frisco. Right. So it's a funny story. <laughs> let's let's talk about it. You know, this is good. Let's have this conversation, have some fun. So me and Zach, we, we've been hanging out a, a lot more recently and we just do like one on one things with just me and him. We'll go talk. We'll go eat. We'll splurge out eating. So this weekend we went to um, Del Frisco's. It's one of Zach's favorite spots. He was determined to go. So we show up to Del Frisco's. You could jump in anytime. But we we, we jump. We go to Del Frisco's and we're literally ordering like our favorite items. <laughs> and people are looking at us. There's like another couple at the bar. And I noticed that they just keep looking at us and they're like seeing the food. And I'm seeing like the, you know, the waitresses kind of look at us funny. You know, me and Zach were close. So we're just like sitting next to each other. They're talking. And I'm like, yo, Zach, mind you, like we're both like flamboyant dressers as well. Right. <laughs> so I'm like, yo, Zach, I could almost guarantee you that they think we're a gay couple. And Zach's like, no, 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 bro. They don't think that. They don't <laughs> think that. And I'm like, bro, like, like we're sitting here eating. We'd have a glass. Of, we have a bottle of wine. Yeah. Big steak comes out. We're sharing the steak. <laughs> mind you, it's like $150 steak, 32 ounce. Like you can nobody could finish it alone. We didn't even finish it between the both of us. But we're sharing things. I'm I was like, being shy, man. You know, you can't eat, you know, like like a fatty on a date. Right? <laughs> so we were totally acting like like that. And I'm just like, yeah, Zach, I'm going to ask. He's like, all right. So I asked the She's like, yeah, I totally thought you guys were gay. <laughs> so it was funny, man. But we're comfortable. We're good. Shout out to the LBGT community. We love you guys all. Uh, shout out to my aunts. I have family members. So it's funny. No jokes. But they definitely thought we were we were intimate and on a date yeah. Saturday night. Yeah. So that was fun. But thank you for taking time um, with me Saturday night no and, problem, and hanging out. So, all right, let's shift. And we're almost about to to wrap up. So you dealt with, um, so, you know, and, and let's, let's close up that last topic, Sure. but you know, with money and success and, and, and especially like you, you alluded to earlier, like social media and, and all yeah. of these people, like w what you see is not what you're getting, no. right? There's this, it's, it's, it's smoking mirrors. So guys don't try to keep up. Right. And Zach could tell you this, you know, don't try to keep up with, with, the fantasies of the world. Yeah. And I think that sometimes we could get so caught up in everybody else's success and even us, because like, I'd, I'll, I'll, I'll be a truth to it. You know, you got Zach doing big things. You got Robert and Teresa and Bruce and Mills. Like all of my friends are like doing crazy adventures. And sometimes even myself, I sit back and I'm like, am I doing enough? But I always have to remind myself, stay in your lane, Ryan, keep doing what it is that you're doing. Short term pain for long term gain. Man. Yeah, exactly, bro. So 
for my people in in in, in entrepreneurs that have a family, mm-hmm. um, how are you balancing that, man? Like it's tough. Like you're running on a thousand miles per hour. How do you balance the family and and business at the same time? Any quick advice that you have for anybody? Uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, it's hard to ever get a perfect, you know, no, number one. Um, but it's a matter of having non-negotiables and things that work for you know you and your spouse. Um, but you know, once you set a vision, you better follow through with that. So, you know, one thing that Nadine holds me to, you know, a high standard constantly is that she's like, look, you know, you sold me on this idea and dream that you're building a team. I want to make sure that that's paying off. So like, you have to know when you need to remove yourself from the business. Like, you know, most entrepreneurs, they want to keep going, 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 going. You got to remind yourself, like you, you, you you know, you built a team for a reason. So the one thing that I have to remind myself is like, you know, you don't have to work every weekend like a psycho like you used to do, like spend time with your family because you built this for that. And that again, all those things I talked about earlier, constant reminders, like, you know, one thing right now is like, you know, a week ago, you know, I called my partner Christian and I'm just like, bro, I'm fed up with my health, dude. Like, I can't do this. Like, why am I so unmotivated? I'm like so motivated in other places in my life. I'm unmotivated because, you know, one, I had this other vivid memory of my father you know, rest in peace. But my dad, you know, I, my dad was very overweight, mm-hmm. like extremely overweight for the most of his life. Mm-hmm. And in hindsight, looking back, like my daughters would be like, daddy, play with me, daddy, play with me and stuff like that. And, um, you know, I'll be like real tired. And I'm like, all right, baby, in a second, in a second. And I realize that it's not that I don't want to play with them. It's like, I'm tired. I have no energy because I wasn't taking care of my health. And I was reminded of that with my father, um, where he, I, he was a great person. I'd be like, dad, let's go play baseball. Let's do this. Let's do that. And he would just be like, oh no, I'm tired, tired right now. Like I, I never want to be that guy. So like, you know, was, was fueled by, you know, is, is fueled by that. So like just a constant reminder of my childhood, you know, memories to be able to find that balance. And, and my dad worked a lot too. Like he ran a business. So he had a convenience store in New Jersey. So he was there at four 30 in the morning till eight o'clock at night. And just reminded myself like, you know, when I became a father to to make sure that I'm following through on those things. So it's it, again, it's not easy. But, you know, some people say there's no such thing as balance. I, I really I don't believe that. I believe you can have your cake and eat it, too. But an ultimate sacrifice needs to be made. I've you know, I'm paying that sacrifice every day. Actually, I say this to my friends all the time. I say there, there's no such thing as a break or like there's no such thing as a break. Like success happens to people who work hard for it. Like, yeah. Bottom line. So um balance is not easy man but making sure that you have the the you you take the time another thing is i you know when i walk in the house something i used to do all the time which was terrible was like be on the phone so stay off the phone you know like finish your call in the driveway or in the car and then get off the phone when you get in the house so that you could be intentional with your family members and like they don't need that much time they just need some of your time that's intentional be present be yeah, present be that's present. so that's that's so powerful all right so this segment of the show i need to name it something i think it's power questions um we'll name it something but this segment of the show and i started it not too long ago the section of the show i give about 10 words so i'm gonna spit out 10 words and this is rapid response very fast so i'm gonna give out 10 words for every word that i give you give me a sentence one word two oh, words geez. first thing that comes to your mind when i when i um, i didn't know this was gonna be a quiz today so when I, but I say, no, it's not a quiz. It's just uh, the first thing that comes to mind. I could say Gatorade. You could say bottle. So whatever the first thing that comes to, <laughs> you, comes to your mind. All right. right so let's do it. First word, power. Power. <laughs> come 
on, spit it out. Don't yo, don't overthink it. Power. HBO series. <laughs> Star <laughs> series. Stars, my bad. <laughs> Shout out 50 Cent. Money. Oh, man, dude. Why are you is... overthinking about it? Let's go. Money. Success. Um, Love. Your heart. Pain. Man, this is... Come on. <laughs> Come on. Pain. Um, You're overthinking it. Just say uh, it. Uh, pass. <laughs> <laughs> Focus. Uh, resilience. Exposure. Somebody's always watching. Coffee. I love to drink espresso all day long. <laughs> Pizza. I like uh I like the uh meat and bacon and red onion from Pizza. <laughs> make sure you get the make sure you get the 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 deep dish because when AD doesn't get the deep dish, I get angry. You get angry. <laughs> now I know. Dreams. Uh you, they actually can come into existence. Nice. Creating. Find your sweet spot and and stay in it. Hustle. Got to do it every single day. Motivation. Look at others around you and what they're doing and, and don't try to reinvent the wheel. Rolex. My favorite watch. <laughs> Benz. Benz. Uh, a car company that's trying too hard. <laughs> <laughs> Last one. Champagne. Uh, champagne. Um experience experience all right so that's our fire rapid fire quick response can, questions yeah. man all right man i, yeah. I like it I like what were you gonna say can you what can you i was like can it? you go back to which one did i pass on no, uh just, you I'm passed on this is like is this like family pain. you passed this is on like pain. family feud man you know is this, nah, you, is that, like, you, like a point system or something nah, like somebody man. else gonna come in and answer the questions for me I, I, i'm not gonna lie and he did, did did um respond so fast that he just made me laugh because like the certain things it's like i couldn't even think that fast but now i think um you know again you know it's just fun it's some nice words some of those words are custom to you so, okay. so there's like set ones of course like rolex ben champagne um those are like uh hustle they, they were all drinking champagne you. on the airplane right we have done that <laughs> um it's funny so i'll say one last story then you'll give one last advice and then all we're right. out of here um so speaking things into existence it's funny I, i'll tell this quick story and there's a we actually have a video on it but it's funny me zach and a group of our friends not too long ago like a year ago we we're on a cruise and we're like man we're gonna go on this we, we have like we're just dreamers yeah. we're always telling stories and we're like do you remember this when we're in the hot tub we're on a cruise we're in the hot tub and we're telling this story we're like bro we gotta like our next trip we gotta get on a jet right. and then zach's like yeah we gotta pull up in these nice cars and we gotta have these bags <laughs> the duffel bag yeah he's like i gotta have a duffel so bag vivid. i gotta I, I gotta i gotta be in a certain car and it's funny because you have a, a small car here on your desk that i'm looking at of your porsche and it was cool because you know what I'm I say this to say surround yourself with amazing people yeah and you always inspire me but we but like when we were telling the story you were even vivid like I'm gonna go in the car the duffel bag and a year after that we fast forward shout out to Bruce and the gang we took a trip to Miami we actually got on a private jet I mean you got there first you yeah. came and you picked me up in the nice car that we told the story about you didn't even have the car at the time we pull up to the airport and we're on like the tarmac watching the private jet behind us and telling the story about how we were going to be here yeah so zach man i just appreciate you always um inspiring us you always motivating us being a true friend um i think over the you know we've been friends for 10 years but over the last year you know we've really been able to to grow and learn from each other 
So thank you for that. Thank you for taking time. Zach is probably the longest person that I've followed and tracked to get onto this podcast because <laughs> I just knew that he would drop some gems. So, so Zach, I like to call him the Blaze. The Blaze, give us some last advice, bro. Like just, just, just diarrhea on us. Give us some advice, bro. Like just, man, just, bro, you're nasty. Right. I mean, diarrhea. <laughs> Where's this podcast going, man? No, no, bro. Just, just <laughs> diarrhea out the mouth, bro. Just, just give, just close up. Just give us some words of wisdom, man. Talk that talk. Give us that that one minute of. of like you do at your mortgage minute, bro. Talk to us. But number one, man, I want to. Uh, I said number one like ten times. This, this <laughs> number, podcast. I am number one, uh, bro. Like I, I know this isn't you know like uh, tit for tower trying to stroke each other's egos, bro. But I pull a tremendous amount of inspiration from you too, bro. Like appreciate you know it. surround yourself like surround yourself with those who are gonna push you harder, man. Like you know I've messaged out to you, been vulnerable, like bro, I'm going through a hard time right now. Like I, I, I need to get my sweet spot and stuff, and just like seeing what you're doing every day and the podcast and stuff like, you know, just being around people that are constantly, you know, driving you to level up every day, man. Like that, that saying they say it's so stupid and corny. You've heard it a thousand times, but you know, you're the average of the five people you surround yourself with most couldn't be more true. And and I'm proud to, to be associated and, and be, you know, have friendships and relationships with the people that I'm around. But, you know, honestly, man, um, you know, one, one of the coaches that um, I was, I was taught by for, for a little while, uh, his name is Rick Corbin. Uh, I'll drop his name here. He probably never listened to this podcast, but um, he left me with something very impactful in it. In a course I took once, the one that Robert and Teresa took. Yeah, and he said something. He said, "You know, you're born and then you die, and you make everything up else in between." And I'm like, man, like we're overcomplicating this. Like if something doesn't work, change it. If you're not having fun, you're miserable. Change it. Like we design our life. Like you mm. told me the other day, man. Just like. Be, lead your life by design. And I think we overcomplicate this and we want to keep up with the hustle all day, man. But like you only live once and That's you good. have to you have to remember that, like live your life to the fullest. Have no regrets. If something, you know, is not working, change it. You know, I annoy the hell out of my wife because I'm what you call an external processor. Like I have to get everything out and talk about it, talk about it. And like we talked about this the other day, yeah. like, you know, it has to be finished and complete in my mind. It's a major asset in my business because I, it's great at negotiating, getting deals done, but it can, it, it, it could be tough other places, but um, I don't even know where I was going with this, man. But honestly, um, just like I said earlier, there's no such thing as a break, man. If you want something, go after it. Um, you know, pe people are watching right now. You know, visibility is everything. If you're if you're looking to, you know, be successful, don't be don't be a secret ninja in what you're doing. Put it out there. You know, I think we're moving towards this this place right now in our in our in our culture and in our society where there's a lot more open collaboration. And I think that the wave is finally turning where there's more people who are rooting for you than against you. Amen. You know, yeah. there's more people who want you to be successful than haters. Don't get me wrong. There's a lot of haters out there, but you got to get away from those people. So it, it's a it's a great time, man. If you go out there and you do something, there are people who support you. If you feel like you're not being supported, get into a different group. Um, and really, you could do anything you put your mind to. I think you and I are both uh, living, breathing, you know, uh, example of this. I mean, I don't think you ever believed you would have a podcast as successful as it is until you're just like, I'm going to do it. I'm not going to tell anybody or I'm not going to let anybody tell me, uh, you know, otherwise, man. So just get out there. Um make your dreams into, you know, reality. You can have anything, you know, you possibly want, uh, you know, live your, live your life, uh, abundantly. Like you're, it's okay to have everything you've ever wanted. Yeah, as long yeah. as you live within your means, you're, you're ethical and 
you know, about what you do. You live up to, you know, good morals and, and good standards and you're a good person. I don't mean, you know, getting success from taking advantage of people and doing stuff, but, you know, like don't be afraid of success because it, it, it's okay. It's okay to live your life. And that's it, brother. Thank you so much for having me yeah, on, man. And definitely, uh, like Mr. G says, um, righteousness prevails, man. Righteousness prevails. Do the yeah. right thing. Let it feel yeah, right. Always do the right thing. That's that's our number one core value here in our company. Always do the right thing. Nice, nice. I appreciate it. With the bless, Zach Blesnick, I appreciate it. Thank you so much for taking time again, dropping gems. I'm excited for this one. I, I love how it went. Um, I'm excited for everybody to listen and kind of just get a view of who I hang out with. And, Absolutely. and I always, can, can you make your next you. outro like the Lady Gaga? You know, applause, but do the applause, the applause, a little bit of applause, now, a little bit of applause. Now. Um, don't, 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 don't quit your day job, my brother. Now, welcome to the I, new I thought Rich this is like a, this is like great audio is gonna make my voice sound better. Do, 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 do. <laughs> All right, guys, tuning out. I appreciate you guys for listening. I appreciate everybody for tuning in. The feedback. Make sure to subscribe. Make sure to hit us with the five stars. If you love it, make sure to write us a review. You can catch all of the podcasts and all of the merchandise on BeNewRich.com. Again, I'm glad I appreciate your time. Peace out. New Rich!